Good morning, one day at a time, universe people. So Monday we got the what the Christmas challenge for Turtle starting. So it's a six week challenge, different theme every week. Just finish the daily tasks off. So every day in the app, you're gonna have a daily task, um, kind of like a daily podcast with a daily task to follow. They're gonna be random in the in the sense that they're not gonna be something you you're gonna predict by each theme. Each week's got some theme, so each daily task will kind of try and correlate with that theme of the week. So this is another way of like getting into the mindset of okay, I'm focusing on this theme this week. Okay, what does the week break down to? It breaks down to the days. Okay, what's today's thing? Let me give it a goal. Let me give it a good whack. And um building up over six weeks different themes. We did this a few years ago and it worked amazingly well. And I think this is kind of how we want to start living life in general. You want to start out in variety. Like you, if you want to theme your weeks in 2024. You might find that you stumble across a lot more th- things that you like or you um, that resonate with you. So, for example, you're like, you know, my life's quite mon- mundane at the moment. I-, I-, I don't know what I want to do with my life, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what are you trying is the first question. Well, I'm not trying anything. Well, where are you, gonna- where are you going with that then? So you think of it as like one theme of the week is like sleep and recovery. How many of you are- have actually sat down? Because this... It's not glamorous to think about sleep and recovery, but what if we give a weak theme to it and everyone was doing it, then made it a bit more exciting and a bit more curious to everyone. Okay, so this week we're going to focus on sleep and recovery. That's quite good. I can do that. I can focus on it. And then day by day, okay, let's actually give it a go for a week, see what happens. And what we're going to find is, and I predict this, and it's going to be, it's the obvious thing that's going to happen. Loads of you are going to do a sleep routine with either yoga nidra, or you're going to be doing like the no phones thing, or you're going to be doing like, a good wind-down routine, um, or you're going to have a certain bedtime and wake time, you're going to actually do that for the first time consistently for a week, and you're going to see the difference it has on your energy levels, on your mental health, and then you will go, oh my God, all of those scientists, all this time were right about sleep. I thought it was just this thing in my life that was bad or this, but actually my sleep sucked and my routine sucked, and now I've done that for a week, I've realised the knock-on effects it has on me. So obviously, I'm going to do more than the future. And we need to do stuff sometimes for us to get the aha moments. One of the big aha moments about nutrition when using the app or following uh, any of these methods is when you eat your favorite food or your favorite snack and you're still in the deficit and you lose weight at the end of the week, you go, oh my God, I lost weight this week and I ate chocolate every day. I had a few glasses of wine and oh my God, that's how is that possible? Of course it's possible. You know, the calories in, calories out is, you know, the cornerstone of weight gain or weight loss. And then there's obviously it gets more detailed in terms of muscle, um, retaining muscle and stuff. You've got to eat enough protein and stuff like that. But then you realize that's true. This is a fact. So that's what you've got to look forward to. So if you want to join um, the link, put the link in the comments of this uh, podcast, but go to um, Turtle Method's Instagram and then you find the link in the bio. But today, anyway, I'm going to cover a topic about it. are your snacking habits ruining your diet? This is a recent review done. And obviously, a lot of us can relate to this. We are very good in our meals in a sense that we have our high-protein meals, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to snacking, yes, we might want our chocolate bar. Yes, we want something, we want something nice. Our snacking quality tends to be not as nutritionally dense as our meals traditionally, right? So... They looked at a study, it was mainly women, 73% women, 854 participants, right? Blah, 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 blah. Um, 46 years old on average. And they went to the look at like, okay, what's considered a snack first of all? It's like, well, anything that's like at least 50 calories to start with. 
and a lot of people having like you know peanut butter apple slices blah 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 um and then they, they they try to look at what's considered healthy or unhealthy and they had a snack diet index in the study um they read the quality of the foods they were eaten okay so it was basically the, the traditional minimally processed to like really really highly processed right okay 95 percent of participants snacked at least once a day no shock there okay the average snack was 2.3 snacks a day okay so and it accounted for about 25 percent of the daily calories right so the foods participants chose for snacks were higher in carbs and lower in protein from those they ate for breakfast lunch and dinner again this is not surprising and we know this right snacking frequency and calories from snacks were both associated with a higher percentage of daily calories from sugar and fat okay so obviously that again makes sense there's nothing new um, so the more daily snacks someone reported, the lower the overall quality of the snacks. Okay, so again, nothing surprising. Um, there wasn't a stronger relationship between the quality of foods in meals and snacks. Okay, so you can have, for example, a high, high quality meal doesn't mean you're going to have high quality snacks. Okay, again, nothing surprising. But here's what is quite interesting. Okay, participants who snacked frequently on high quality foods had less body fat on average than those who didn't snack at all. Nuts and seeds were the most frequently consumed high-quality snacks. At the opposite end of the index, cakes and pies were the most popular low-quality snacks. Participants who ate lower-quality snacks reported more hunger and had higher levels of fasting insulin. Amongst participants who were classified as overweight or obese, higher-quality snacks were associated with less hunger and lower insulin. Interestingly, those correlations weren't found in participants with a normal BMI and normal in, you know, quotes, or 24 but lower. Morning snackers, those who consumed at least 50% of the daily snack calories before noon, typically chose higher quality and lower calorie foods compared to evening snackers who consumed at least 50% of their daily snacks after 6pm. Now, there is also another study that shows if you don't have enough sleep, the following day your calorie intake shoots up, not from the meals, but from your evening snacks, the, the snacks you'll have after your dinner. That's where most of the ca calories come from. So you might think that your bad sleep only impacts the next morning or maybe to midday, but no, it, it, it goes all the way to the end of the day. The end of the day, then you're like tired, you want to eat. So again, understanding this and your own data is so important on this journey. Like you can't just ignore these things. They're like, they're slapping you in the face going look the studies are saying this and this and this when are you going to take it seriously when are you going to look at this and Christmas challenge will help you with that but if you're not doing that it's time to take it seriously how many hours of sleep you get and what's your sleep routine are you going to sleep at the same time every night you know have you got black or blinds have you got is, is the temperature good um, does white noise help do you want to read before bed go to sleep right loads of stuff like that but this 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 study is quite interesting though like it's, it's, it's saying that not snacking isn't better than snacking. So if you are snacking, it's obviously snack with the higher quality foods. But this is it comes to the point of the snacking guide I sent around to some people. Um, it's like, if we're going to snack, right, we want to make sure that the snacking is beneficial to us. So sometimes we snack because we, we want something to eat, comfort eat sometimes. Sometimes we're genuinely hungry or we, we lack a bit of energy. It's like, all right, well... What would a person that wants to optimize their energy levels and feel good to do? Like, think of it this way as well. Will eating these types of foods, which aren't high in nutrients, 
is it going to give me a risk of bloating? Is it going to give me a risk of irritation? Is it going to give me a risk of feeling a bit sluggish and sloppy? Is it going to give me the risk of like discomfort in my stomach? Because if you can all think about having discomfort in the stomach, bloated, it's not a nice feeling and it impacts not it impacts a lot more than just how you look. It impacts your day. It impacts your walk. It impacts your gym session. It impacts your work, right? So we want to minimize those scenarios if we can. And this isn't to say they're bad stuff. It's just like you find out for yourself. And then when it comes to snacks that, um, that are healthier, like the nuts I mentioned and stuff like that and, and the fruits, obviously... We want to consume those things. If it's better to snack at least once or twice a day than nothing at all, then at least we know, okay, well, if I'm going to snack, then let me try my first one or two snacks a day as really healthy options, you know, high in nutrients. Then you might have a third snack that's not. And that's fine. It depends on your total calories, right? But we're quick to think the snacking is a problem and just blanket caught snacking. But this study saying the snacking is actually not the problem. It's just the quality of the food compared to the meals is, is it tends to be the problem because snacking is usually something to like satisfy a, a craving and it's not doing that. And because it's not doing that, then more snacks are consumed, right? Because craving is nothing to do with hunger. Craving is just you wanting to satisfy an emotional need and we know eating is the route to feel good. That is why craving in hunger craving is so powerful if eating didn't make us feel good, we wouldn't crave foods. I think of it that way. You just wouldn't. Because when you're when you're craving, and I put in front of you, okay, you're craving food, yeah, yeah. So I don't craving food. You're, you're, you're genuinely craving food, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't. All right, eat that bowl of broccoli then. No, no, I don't want the broccoli. All right, eat this bowl of sprouts then. No, 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 I don't want that. Okay, eat this just bowl of veggie. No, 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 no. Okay, eat just these plain potatoes, yeah? No. Alright, so why is it so you're not you're not you don't want the nutrient nutrient dense foods then? No. So what do you want? I want these foods. Ah, so you want a specific food that tends to be a good mix of fats and carbs and a lot of salt that makes your senses go wild, right? Makes you feel amazing. It's got nothing to do with the actual food, it's the what the food is giving you. So if food didn't make us feel good, then we wouldn't be craving it. Right? That's how to think of this craving. And so you're questioning yourself. So we are um, run the day, our days, if you're not careful, if you're not really mindful day to day, your 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 day is controlled by external environment stimuli, other people, things you really like. Because you're not here now, you're over there or be yesterday or in the future, you are just in this automated mode where you're walking down the street and you don't even realise it and you like whiff a nice smell or... You know, someone texts you and you don't like what it says, or you've got a bit of anxiety, you've got a work project. You're not even th- you're not even here, you're not even present. And those drive processes in the body, then the knock-on effect is you will ec- likely do this behavior and that behavior, which is like, you know, to eat, to do this, and to not, not go to gym, and to feel down about this. And the day runs away from you, and you're like, what's going on? I feel out of control. A lot of people feel out of control. And one of the only ways to gain control well, the illusion of control, in a sense, anyway, is 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 the is the day to day focus, living one day at a time. Is one of the the principles of this podcast and the businesses, right? It's not about it's not about um, looking at a year and saying what can we do in a year. It's kind of like a good thought experiment. But today is what matters, and if I am present today, and I can and I'm aware of the stimuli, stimuli, I am aware of okay, 
just smelled some nice cake. Craving some chocolate right now. I see you. I see you. And then there's no need to be reactive. You're responding with, okay, I get it. I just understood what happened. I know the process of what happened. I sensed something. The sensation created the desire. And the desire wants me to take action to complete the desire. That's simple as that, right? But if you're not here to see those things happen, how can you know what's going on, man? Right? Same with snacking. It's like, don't see it. I'm eating. I'm going to eat this because I'm hungry, but you're actually craving. You eat the chocolate bar. hasn't done anything for you. Then you think mistakenly, actually, I'm so, I must be so hungry. I need more food to eat. And you eat another chocolate bar, another chocolate bar, another chocolate bar. And then you realize I'm still not full. What's going on? Oh, my God. Then you start feeling like sluggish. You've had like 1,000 calories on chocolate. Then then you realize that wasn't the answer. And actually the answer, well, even maybe not even realize it. You just think, oh, my God, must be, why am I always hungry? You're not. You're not always hungry. You are craving because your emotional state is pushing you to, to, to change it. And food is your usual answer for this. And unless you see it, you're going to keep trying to use food to satisfy and food's not the answer there. But you can only recognize that in the moment. You, I, I'm talking to you about it now and you can go, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go But only today, in the day, in the moment, you see it and you see the thing happen like a film, like a... From start to finish, you go, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I see you, mate. Probably think about that today. I'm thinking about the snacking situation. If you're going to snack, have one or two snacks that is considered high, uh, healthier, which is more nutrient-dense, like the nuts and the fruits and stuff like that. And uh, watch out for the post-dinner snacks if your sleep is less than seven hours. And it's not good sleep. And uh, have a think about the Christmas challenge. But I will speak to you all Monday.